Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is Monday, September 26, 2022. And as we do each week, let's begin with a brief moment of silence to link with the worldwide group of Triangles members, followed by a sounding of the noontime recollection. We know, O Lord of life and love, about the need. Touch our hearts anew with love, that we too may love and give. Again, a warm welcome particularly to any of you who might be new to this work of triangles, this planetary service. We hope that you will come to enjoy uh, and participate in this work on a daily basis because it's a superlative means of helping to transform and reconfigure the planetary grid, the etheric network of the planet. And so if you're new to this work, we encourage you to visit our website, triangles.org where you can find out uh, much more about this work. And if you would like to form a triangle, if you place your name in the chat box, two other people on this webinar will surely agree to reach out to you and you can begin participating on a daily basis. And this work is also geared towards providing a platform for those of us who are already members of triangles to come together each week and participate in a meditative visualization that serves to strengthen and support the planetary network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. The work involves simply the establishing of a line of lighted loving communication between three people who agree to work together each day to visualize a golden triangle between themselves. They link together mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. Then they place their triangle within the framework of the larger planetary network of triangles. And as the network is visualized, the great invocation, a world prayer is sounded because it's a superlative means of releasing light and goodwill through the lighted currents of the network in entering into the hearts and minds of all receptive individuals anywhere in the planet. So the work only need take a few minutes each day and it can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. So after our meditation today, we'll welcome back Marina Bernardi. She's the, um, the leader of the Community of Living Ethics in Italy, and she'll be speaking to us about spiritual leadership. So we really look forward to hearing from Marina a little bit later. And also, I wanted to remind everyone that our new moon meeting, our Libra new moon meeting, here in New York will be occurring tonight at 6 p.m. And we encourage all of you who can to participate with us in that event. So now as we do each week, let's begin with a brief visualization. Visualizing the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. And within that sphere, visualize a triangle. Seeing this triangle is composed of the three planetary centers, the highest head center, Shambhala, the middle center, the heart center, the spiritual hierarchy, and the planetary throat center, center of creative activity, the center of humanity. 
Visualize these as three points radiating, merging, blending with each other, filling the triangle with light. Breathing in, we visualize within the center of that triangle a five-pointed indigo star, the star of the world teacher, linking and radiating between east and west, past and future, filling the triangle with light. And at each point of the star, the sphere of his activity stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. And visualize the energies from the star, the central point radiating out through the five points of London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, and visualize these outpouring energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems, creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. Linking together as one loving soul, we sound the invocation of light. Radiance we are and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. I wanted to thank you for your participation in these weekly webinars in support of the work of Triangles. Through our united participation, working together as a group soul, we fortify and magnify the network, an activity which is so needed in our world at this time. The network, as we know, is a powerful vehicle being used at this time to bridge between hierarchy and humanity. And it therefore aids in bringing through those energies that are needed to prepare human consciousness for the coming externalization, the emergence of the kingdom of God on earth. Because of the current planetary crisis, the alignment or interrelationship between the three planetary centers of Shambhala, hierarchy, and humanity has been increasingly moving into closer alignment. And it's said that a three-way interrelationship is in process of coming together for the first time in planetary history. This is a momentous event. And it's being in its implications for the work of triangles 
is essential. It's essential that we do this work, but together we aid in this coming together of the three centers, which is needed, as I said, for the externalization. The highest center Shambhala is being increasingly approached by the hierarchy. The members are turning their sights in that direction. But at the same time, humanity itself is also becoming receptive to this highest center. Because of the vast number of people in the world today who are entering the spiritual path, and because of our consequent growing receptivity to this highest center, a situation is being set up on the planet wherein the etheric or energy body of the planet is being subjected and stimulated by the influx of increasingly powerful energies that are pouring in from Shambhala. Energies which stem from sources not only within our solar system, but also forces of tremendous potency, which are cosmic in origin. The intensity of these energies are, is such that they can easily cause strain within the fabric of our world, within the fabric of this planetary network. And therefore, all who can, in any manner, aid in this spiritual crisis by helping to strengthen this network are providing a real service. As we help the network to expand out to others by creating new triangles, we are contributing to the strengthening of the network and to the consequent restructuring of the planetary grid from one of squares to one of the strength conferred by the soul, the triangle. And this inner restructuring within the etheric network provides the substance whereby the outer structures of our world can change in response to these higher currents. So it's a responsibility that we have to do this work and to contribute to this restructuring. It was said that Alice Bailey had a deep grasp of the potential of the triangle's work. She saw it in her mind's eye. She had a powerful ability to visualize and she understood the fundamental meaning and importance of what was needed in order for this work to be anchored and established in the world. For it is no ordinary work, this work of triangles. It is a hierarchical activity established by the Tibetan and instituted as a service activity launched by the Arcane School and through the Arcane School, an activity, a service activity of the Arcane School, which is said to be near to the heart of the world teacher. It was established in 1937, 85 years ago. So it has stood the test of time and will stand the test of time going forward into the future. Alice Bailey understood the need for the Triangle's work to expand, to reach out and to attract new members. It was always understood that the way by which the network would grow would be through, through the active participation of its members, particularly those with some understanding of its deeper implications. And today we have many mechanisms for this outreach, many ways in which we can form more triangles. We have our electronic platforms, outreach tools such as our website, our social media platforms, these weekly webinars. And we also have pins and cards, which we are happy to send to you in your own outreach activities, in your own daily lives. You can reach out to people with these beautiful cards and with these beautiful pins. And so if any of you would like them, please write to us, put your name in the chat box, and we'll be happy to send as many as you need. People today are yearning to be of service, to help, and Triangles gives them an opportunity to help ease the suffering in the world. It 
it's not an activity that's geared solely towards students of the Ageless Wisdom teachings. Instead, it's a service for all people everywhere who believe in the power of thought and prayer and who are concerned about the health of humanity and of the planet and of our direction and who hold in their hearts the sincere hope for a better world and who are willing to do something about it. The work that many can undertake is simple and we can explain it simply. And when we do so, surely no, more people will be willing to participate by conveying the idea that if you believe in the power of prayer, if you believe in the power of thought, the work of triangles can give potency to those prayers and to that thought. So let's work together now in our meditation, using the power of our thought, working together. Let's focus ourselves as a group upon the mental plane at the center of the evened arm cross of discipleship. Let's think in thought as a soul as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group. Let's project a line of lighted energy towards the highest center, Shambhala, and sound together the affirmation of the will. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. Lift the consciousness higher still to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle.
Hold the group mind open and receptive to the imploring energy of love. Precipitation. Visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating in and around the triangle's network from point to point and flowing out into the hearts and minds of people everywhere. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness, establishing right human relationships. linked together as a worldwide group sounding the mantra of unification. The sons of men are one and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles see new triangles being formed everywhere. distribution. 
sounding together silently or aloud the great invocation. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity as a channel through which light, love, and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Hello, Marina. Can you unmute yourself? Hi, Marina. There you go. Yes, hi. do you hear me? Do you yes, hear me? hi, welcome. Yes. Welcome, Marina. Oh, yes, uh, welcome to you. And uh, a beautiful image of the angels that appropriate with the theme. Yes. That they have chosen. Uh, and so let's start uh, uh, to, to say a few points about this team. Obviously, it's a team which is very wide. I choose just a few points uh, that can stimulate uh, a little the reflection, uh, waiting for further uh, opportunities to go deeper. So uh, then uh, reflecting on a theme that could be pivotal in these times, uh, leadership immediately came to mind. And in order to place this theme inside the framework of the spiritual path and to look at it more deeply than is usually done in our society, we need to connect it with an important spiritual value, namely that of the principle of hierarchy, the hierarchical principle. This principle lives at the core of the evolution of the whole universe. And it is also the starting point that allows us to understand many other aspects of manifested life. Therefore, this is our, um, the nucleus, the, our starting point of our reflection. And according with the hierarchical principle, all beings are interconnected along a scale where their respective positions 
are determined by the degree of development of their consciousness. This is true for human beings as well uh, as for every other being inhabiting the lower tree and the, tree and the upper tree kingdoms. Fundamentally, leadership means the ability to lead, to guide, to be a point of reference for those beings which are behind us in development along the scale of evolution. At the same time, it implies the possibility and the availability of being led by those beings who are further ahead of us in the evolutionary arc. For example, let me make an example, domestic uh, animals are leaders to those less developed animals. Uh, as uh, is the same, uh, this uh, principle uh, has its value in every kingdom, kingdom and at all levels. But when we, it comes to the human kingdom, the simple concept, um, concept, the simple concept of uh, um, uh, less or more developed beings who are creating with each other a relationship of reciprocal stimulation and, and mutual support becomes uh, much more complicated. For animals, it's easier than for us. <laughs> And this is because the essential value of the hierarchical principle based on the expansion of consciousness interlaces with social roles and activates an interplay of self-images uh, as well as images representing that which we want to achieve in society. Therefore, we have uh, Two, like two lines. Uh, the one uh, is the le leadership connected with social roles and, so, and therefore social images. Uh, and, uh, and the one and, and the, the deeper one, the, the vision of, uh, uh, of a leadership based on something else, on something deeper. And therefore, we can look uh, at this theme of leadership uh, as a way of transformation. And you can look at it uh, from three different angles. The first angle uh, is uh, uh, from the perspective of, the, of who, who leads, the one who leads, therefore the leader. The second perspective is uh, those whom he or she leads, therefore the object, the objects of leadership. And the third one is the process of leading itself. As in everything, no? so there is the, uh, the thinker, the, the object of thought and the, uh, and the act of thinking. And the same is for everything and therefore also for uh, leading. And uh, then let's start uh, with considering the one who leads, uh, therefore the leader. The capability to lead others finds its root in the capability to lead oneself. This is a very first point and very important, very simple one, very obvious, but, but uh, which needs to be pointed out. And particularly, uh, we have to learn to lead ourselves, particularly maintaining a united and harmonized and well-oriented inner world that is made up of many different parts, which often are in conflict with each other. Therefore, is the uh, developing the capability to lead our own inner group, our own inner system. And therefore, the first aspect that needs to be born is the inner leader. We have to, to allow the inner leader to be born. And this is uh, obviously the result of a prolonged, prolonged process 
of self-observation and self-transformation, a true leader, and especially a spiritually oriented leader, holds alive a commitment to constantly self-transform as he or she has to achieve a higher level of consciousness more rapidly and ahead of others in order to be able to support them. So if we want to be of any support for others, we have to more rapidly develop and transform ourselves. And this is part of the sacrifice of the leader. Now we often we speak about the sacrifice of the leader and the sacrifice is uh, the one to, to run ahead the others and to commit more than others. At the same time, there are those whose consciousness appears more expanded and whose qualities are more evident, uh, and, and more, even more evident than, than the one uh, of the leaders. This is also an aspect in, in a group or in a relational system. We, we meet with people uh, who sometimes are more expanded in their consciousness than, than the leader itself, himself. And therefore, this has also to be considered. Sometimes this is a challenging point. The whole concept of leadership is thus based on a process of continuous expansion uh, of consciousness. And this uh, therefore a very dynamic process. We are never complete uh, with learning and growing and so this dynam dynamic process persists, persists at every stage of the path. Uh, therefore, this constant growing, um, uh, uh, which uh, never comes to an end, and, uh, uh, and the leader has to accept this. From this perspective, everyone can become a leader because uh, in reality, our inner deeper nucleus is already a leader. Our soul, even our monad, but uh, just to, to remain with our soul is already a leader. And we have simply to learn how to draw out to its wisdom and light. Therefore, the leader in us is already there. And sometimes we look, we look um, at other leaders um, outside and we, and we admire them and we forget that uh, the true leader is uh, deeply uh, inside us and just waiting to be awakened. And we have to learn how to, to do it. When our inner leader is sufficiently developed, we often find ourselves uh, been uh, called and chosen by others to serve as leaders. So it's an inner process and uh, which has to start with uh, awakening our inner leader, uh, which is our soul. And then, uh, uh, and then uh, other people notice this and they, and they call us, they invite us to lead. Uh, as, uh, they, they offer us roles of leadership and at this point, uh, the two ways, not the inner leader and the, and the leading through a role, they can come together. In the Agni Yoga teach, teaching, uh, the Agni Yoga teaching points out uh, the difference between a leader and a ruler, which is very interesting because uh, in Agni Yoga it said that the leader is one who leads uh, towards the future. And therefore, he or she needs to turn their gaze towards the future and to draw their own vision from the future. It's obvious that to do so, we have to be very well oriented and to look at the future as a point of reference for us. And this requires the developing of intuition as well. While the ruler is the one who is able to govern that which is already there and which needs to be maintained and nourished. And therefore the ruler could be like a director 
or uh, or the head of something, but but uh, uh, it has this different uh, nature. Uh, not so much to look into the future, but uh, um, but to to take care of what is there, which needs uh, to be maintained and nourished. And therefore, the the true leader lives uh, in the future, uh, has to learn to live at least with with one part of himself, of uh, of herself in in the future, while the ruler. Um, uh, has to learn to be present with the need, you know, with the need that is already there. Uh, both these uh, tasks are important and necessary, but they imply obviously dif a different level of development of the consciousness and also require different qualities. And um, I found uh, this, uh, that uh, becoming able to distinguish between these two different ways uh, helps a lot. Uh, also, while we are performing uh, or holding uh, a function of leadership, being aware if uh, uh, we are uh, looking uh, for looking into the future. To, to find something, something new to be developed, or if we are just maintaining what, what was already there. Because if we distinguish these two ways, uh, we are also uh, able, it's easier for us to, uh, to understand uh, what uh, the qualities that we have to, to utilize can be. But a fundamental quality for both, therefore a common, I would say a common denominator uh, for both the leader and the ruler is the assumption of responsibility. In any case, this is the key word uh, that makes us able to lead. And um, could, uh, could um, seem that uh, this uh, talk is just for leaders. No, absolutely not. It would be, would be too, too limited, no? but uh, uh, is to, um, uh, to come to the, to the point in which we understand that, especially in this very critical moment for our world, world each of us has to do uh, what, what, we, what we can do at best in order to become leaders. Um, a leader in, uh, in any kind of field. Uh, and for each of us, there is a, um, a privileged field, uh, but uh, um, developing our um, inner function of leadership, which is a function of the soul. Sometimes, because uh, we know now in decay teaching is written that uh, two um, functions of the soul, two natural functions of the soul are um, uh, education and healing. But I would add also a third function, which is uh, uh, leading. Uh, and, and as we are, we know that we are entering the epoch in which uh, uh, will, in which the will will be much more present on the planet because hopefully we are slowly, slowly becoming able to, to manage uh, will in, in the right way. It doesn't seem to be so in this moment, but, uh, but we have to trust and to hope that this is uh, happening. And, uh, uh, and therefore leading is connected with uh, the energy of, of the will, which is uh, just... Uh, becoming ready not to enter more uh, abundantly on the planet, the planetary aura. And therefore, assumption of responsibility is, is extremely important in this moment. This means, assuming responsibility, means feeling directly responsible for the process of evolution and its unfoldment, not uh, waiting that others um, take care or um, take care and assume the responsibility for evolution, but uh, 
stepping forward and assuming our own responsibility. And this is also the note of service. Uh, therefore, true and authentic, authentic leadership performed for the good of all equates with service. So it's, uh, it's really, uh, they come together. Uh, becoming a leader means becoming a server. And becoming a server means and implies becoming a leader. Uh, always in this, uh, from this point of view of the inner leader, this is important, the inner leader is much less important having a role of leadership, but uh, cultivating the inner leader is extremely important. And keeping, I would say, um, cultivating it and keeping it ready for whatever occasion and opportunity in which it could become also a role. Uh, then regarding, uh, passing to the theme of those who are led um, and therefore the objects of the act of leading, uh, much could be said, but uh, um, I limit just to an important concept uh, to keep in mind, which is uh, that, uh, that it's only through being available to train oneself to be led and to recognize and follow those whom we appreciate as leaders, that we ourselves can eventually become leaders. And this is the ancient principle of becoming uh, uh, capable to obey, not to obey, obey not in a passive way, obviously, but, uh, but uh, to, recognize, uh, um, to recognize even an ideal, a group project, uh, um, uh, any kind of point of reference uh, who can be a person, but uh, a person in, in whom we rely, but, uh, but also any kind of higher aspect of life and becoming able to align to it and to, and to work together with it. And this uh, is the best training to become a leader because if we are not able to do this, uh, we will never be um, really leaders. In a group, it means learning to be a good and collaborative group member before aspiring to become a leader for others. Therefore, the training to become a good group member is already on the path of leadership. And the group, the group field is a very useful space in which to train ourselves uh, by gradually developing attitudes and qualities that allow the light of our inner leader to come out and to express itself. And um, mm, yes, there is, uh, uh, there is no need uh, to say much uh, more about the positive influence that a good uh, leader who is oriented towards serving the common good of all can have on society, uh, whether this, this be a leadership of a nation or of a group or, or of a company or of a family. A leadership through whatever role it is fulfilled carries the light of purpose inherent in that system Therefore, any relational system um, has at its core uh, a point of light, which is the light of the purpose for, it, for which uh, that system was born. And leadership means uh, uh, holding that light. Uh, the purpose, in turn, imbues the relational field with its note. Therefore, if we hold the light of the purpose in any uh, system, in any group field, uh, then uh, the, the light of the purpose impregnates and uh, enriches the field itself. The leader holds and nourishes the purpose and even protects it from possible attacks when necessary. And we know no, in this uh, time 
uh, we are submitted to many attacks uh, as groups, uh, attacks by problems of any kind, uh, and uh, and uh, we have all of us to be leaders to to defend our groups. Uh, therefore, the leader is is really a guardian of the purpose. And, and we know that purpose itself, when aligned with evolution, draws energy from a higher purpose and by so doing, orients the whole system toward the common good. Therefore, our smaller purposes of our groups, of our families and whatever social environment we live in, uh, they can be constantly aligned with the higher, uh, with a higher purpose, and it's only um, only those who are sensitive not to this energy of the purpose that can do this. And then let me offer just a few words about a topic uh, which is very often discussed in many groups, uh, as it represents a possible manifestation of the Aquarian Age, which is uh, the idea of collaborative. Uh, cooperative or, or collaborative leadership is very, very spread in this moment. Uh, and, uh, but uh, I believe that we need to, to, um, to develop a, a little of a clarity. I have reflected a lot uh, about this theme because the idea and the ideal is very attractive, but uh, we have to understand what it means. And I have often experienced that the first and more obvious interpretation of this definition is that, uh, um, uh, that collaborative leadership implies one that everybody can take part in the decision making process, independent of their spiritual preparation or inner maturity. But this state of affairs would be very disruptive for the group life. Uh, and actually the concept of collaborative, collaborative leadership goes much deeper. And it has to do with the recognition of our inner nucleus, our soul, we go back to our soul, and of its talents and gifts. Collabor collaborative leadership asks each of us to develop our gifts and to become shining, shining examples so that our specific qualities can be offered to the group. We are invited to contribute the best of what we have and, we, and who we are for the well-being of, of our group life. If and when each person becomes a leader within herself or himself, the group will be composed by, by many leaders. Uh, who can cooperate at peer level, or at least uh, of several leaders. It is obvious that by each of us giving in this way, group life will be greatly enriched. And our specific uh, gifts are the qualities, are nothing but the qualities connected with our Ray makeup. And uh, the more we know about our rain makeup and the more we can express uh, those qualities inside a group life. And therefore, uh, a group could become a perfect expression of the seven main qualities with, uh, connected with the seven rays, together with all their con connected attributes and manifestations. And, uh, uh, and therefore, each person can be a leader representing uh, own specific uh, ray characteristic. And so each group could have seven, seven sub-fields, seven small fields of, uh, of leaders, of leadership, uh, each connected with uh, one, one specific ray. And uh, this would, uh, would be a good... Uh, uh, expression of uh, that sentence as above, so below, huh? because uh, this is how hierarchy works, how the planets work, how the stars work above us. And so in the heavens, 
the new leadership is already established and based on harmony and the spirit of cooperation. And we just have to learn how to imitate it and how to cool it down on earth through, through our groups and through our leadership experience and through our inner leader um, coming to light inside us. So that's all by me. I hope it was not too long, but <laughs> it took a little time uh, even just to give these few points. Obviously for about leadership, there is much, much more to be said, but. Mm. Yes, thank you so much, Marina. It's wonderful to hear you speaking from your own life experience. I'm sure a lot of that uh, is where it flows from. And you're right, we don't have a lot of time left, but um, you did bring up a point which isn't often spoken of. So I just wondered if you could, uh, you don't have to go into specifics, but talk a little bit about more about the need for protection and for the leader to um, protect the group in which he or she is mm. working. Do you have any more thoughts? Yes. And people might not understand what that means. What do you mean by that? Yes, uh, this means that um, in a group, there are always uh, um, uh, certain dan dangers, dangers and, uh, and uh, crisis, uh, possible crisis. And the dangers could come from outside when the, the, group, uh, the group unity or the group is, is attacked by let's say, for an example, economical problems, or uh, we had, for example, the problem of the long lockdown. This is what uh, was a, a big problem for a group life because we had to stop many activities. Um, uh, but we, we are submitted and, and we have to pay attention also to inner attacks. To, to inner situations of uh, disruption of uh, unity in the group, therefore critical attitudes, uh, uh, many things that, that group members could uh, do in, in, in certain moments, but, uh, but a leader has to pay attention and to do what he can do uh, or she can do in order to resolve the problem as soon as possible, to allow uh, problems and conflicts which are there to come out, to come to the surface, because they are much le less dangerous if they are seen and, uh, and, uh, and lived and understood than if they are hidden. If they remain hidden, they are more dangerous for group unity. And it's so important that in this moment, uh, uh, group unity um, uh, remain remains uh, uh, intact, remains uh, uh, in a good state because uh, because in a world which is uh, where there is uh, separation everywhere, groups mm -hmm. have the task to remain uh, un united. Yes, <clears throat> and wouldn't you say it's quite contrary to what people might think if a group and a leader are doing um, good work and it's affiliated with the spiritual hierarchy, these are often the groups that are most powerfully attacked, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. This, this we know, no? Each yeah. of, all of us know this. Uh, in our group, sometimes uh, when, when we have to face uh, problems which are perhaps bigger than the usual ones, we say, ah, it means that we are working well. Because yes. if we would not be working uh, uh, well, this would not happen in, at this extent of, uh, of intensity. And therefore, and therefore, in Agni Yoga, uh, uh, it suggested a technique which I find is very is very useful, uh, which is the is called in Agni Yoga the tactic adversa, no? always uh, responding to any crisis or to any problem which um, 
um, through through uh, intensifying through uh, giving giving even more energy uh, to the to the whole situation so that we can reach a point which is even higher or, or we can fulfill something that without a problem coming uh, against us uh, we would not uh, have uh, um, fulfilled or yeah. achieved yeah and i i think with the, at this time in planetary history when we know that the glamour uh, the fogs and mists that shroud us from the light are so thick that it's difficult um, to be in that position of leadership because uh, it can be challenging to see your way through all of these fogs and mists. And so, as you mm -hmm. say, it's um, it's really needed that you need the support of those around you, right, in order to yes to, to handle it. Yes. Yeah. It's important that in every group there is uh, one, there is a group. Uh, uh, composed by those who are more ded dedicated and uh, and that they can support uh, uh, each other uh, and also to to try to connect uh, as much as we can uh, with hierarchy uh, invoking yeah. invocation becomes uh, a very important technique because uh, through invocation um we can receive that that uh, that light and that energy that we need in a moment in which we are really uh, pulled here and there and uh, and there are such potent uh, vortexes of uh, uh, involution of retrogression that uh, that is a dangerous situation i would say for every group but mm -hmm. uh, uh, but there is this higher group uh, which is uh, hierarchy the hierarchical group who can support and uh, and help in the in the extent uh, at the extent that we invoke well therefore meditation is especially important uh, in this mm -hmm. moment well, could you place in the chat box or one of your coworkers place in the chat box if someone wanted to find out more information about the community of living ethics? Community. By the way, I would like to say that uh, this idea to speak about leadership came to me also because uh, we are having uh, at the end of uh, November um, a conference, an, an international conference about the theme of leadership because we um, understood that uh, that uh, in this moment this is really important. By the way, I, I'm speaking about this today, right? Today that in Italy we we uh, we had yesterday elections and uh, mm -hmm. and uh, the result was probably not uh, <laughs> what we hoped. Most of us hoped uh, uh, more, but uh, uh, but we have to accept it. And therefore, um, uh, we will have this conference about leadership, which is on the 26th and 27th of November. And the title is uh, Activating a New Leadership, the Courage to Love and the Power to Serve. And um, uh, it's just the first step of a three uh, steps, uh, um, of a path of three steps because uh, it will be followed by other two uh, conferences on the same theme, facing each of them a different topic of leadership. And, um, and this is because asking what could be our, a good contribution to, to our epoch now, uh, leadership is one important uh, aspect. And, and how would people find? Can, yes, how would people can, find out about that? What's yes, your... uh, under the link uh, community uh, comunità di etica vivente or community of living ethics comunità di etica vivente. Um, and now I don't have here the link. If there is some Italian who has it, uh, but it's very easy. Comunità di etica vivente, and there is the website and with all the information. And it okay. will be uh, an interactive, uh, it, it's supposed to be um, more, more a, a meeting uh, in which we reflect upon this, uh, this theme than uh, 
uh, giving solution. So we understood that it, we, we cannot say, ah, leadership is this, that, we know everything now because it's not true. We yeah. are experiencing and, um, and, and there is much to be discovered together uh, during the conference itself and after the conference, hopefully, I believe that uh, as a group of world servers, um, we are called in this moment to face uh, more also together the theme of, of leadership, creating study groups, or I don't know what kind of possibilities will come out, but but um, really the world is, uh, is in a big need of, uh, of clearer and uh, more lightful ideas about leadership. All right. Thank you so much, Marina. And, um, and thank you. And, and thank you to all of who have uh, had the patience to listen to me. Yes, I'll share all of the comments with you so you can read them, some beautiful comments. And so let's just and by linking with the planetary network, visualizing the planet surrounded by a network of lighted triangles. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Marina. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.